I often hear teachers ask, how do I get my students ready for the next level of their language classes when I use a comprehensible input focused curriculum, but the next level teacher uses the textbook? So I have a previous episode on kind of how to combine stepping stones with the grammar and textbook, and you might want to go back and listen to that one too. I can't remember exactly what I said. There might be some overlap, but I'm going to specifically speak to how I handle this because my eighth graders go from me, who they have had for four years focused with comprehensible input, and actually since kindergarten, my colleague also uses comprehensible input in her classes. Um, So really, if they've been at our school this whole time, they've had Spanish for this many years. It's only like two to four times a week, depending on the grade. Um, But we teach very heavily with input-focused classes, and with third through eighth grade, we use stepping stones. So they're getting a lot of reading and writing and um, chances to speak and to really dive deeper into that language. So here's what I do. Now... I want to caution you on assessing students for those vocabulary and grammar topics um, that those textbook teachers would also be teaching. So for example, let's pretend um, that my eighth grade class is a Spanish one level class and I'm sending them to the high school and they're supposed to be able to enter into level two. So that Spanish one teacher at the high school is teaching the students, you know, with the textbook and is maybe giving them vocabulary quizzes or conjugation quizzes and things like that. I don't do that. So what I do is I take, you know, I have my students this year four days a week, which is fabulous. I'm used to only having them three days a week. I apologize if you can hear my cat scraping in the litter box behind me. Great timing, little man. Um, But I am planning to take maybe one day or half a day every week to like take away from like take a break from my stepping stones curricular framework and the cycles and phases and the daily framework. Just take a break from that um, one day a week or part of a class. And we're going to just work on some of these grammar and vocabulary topics. I'm not going to assess them on them. I might give them completion points for um, completing the packet along with me or this, that, and the other. But I literally, here's what I do. So I create Quizlet lists of all the vocabulary that the high school teacher would have covered in Spanish 1. So literally I'm teaching the same units that the high school teacher is during these little like snippets of work days. Um, And I put them into Quizlet so that the student, I like Quizlet because students can do different kinds of activities. Um, They could also print the list if they want to. They could print flashcards and things like that. I also put these lists into GimKit. You could do this with Quizlet Live or Kahoot or Blookit um, or Quizzes, but I like GimKit and so do my students. And so then I'll have them go on Quizlet and practice on their own for a portion of class. And then they will... um, We'll play uh, a game kit together, and that's how I do the vocabulary. Also, this is in preparation for the word off. So the word off is super fun because the word off is like basically like a spelling bee, 
but with words to memorize vocabulary. And I'm not going to do the word off until um, the end of the year. But this way I'm building in all of this practice kind of in advance and the kids that are really motivated to like go into Spanish too at the high school level and um, want to win the word off will will probably spend more time learning the words. I'm going to make a separate podcast episode all about the word off because it takes a little long to explain. But just know that that's a part of this preparation as well and check out that podcast episode once it's posted. So like last week, for example, I had my eighth graders go on Quizlet. They practiced um, one of the lists for the unit vocabulary. And, you know, then I literally copy the pages out of the textbook workbooks and I will teach them the concepts, like, and they'll just take notes right on that workbook page. So in the first unit, we get to SARE, the forms of SARE to be in, like, describing people and where they're from and stuff. My kids have been doing this for three or four years. Like, this is not going to be hard for them. They're just now finally learning how and why things are different with the different forms of the verb. They know that S means is. They know that sown means are. Um, they know that it means they are. Um, they know that somos means we are. Because they've learned it in context. They've heard it. They've read it. They've written it so much that now when I explain to them how the verbs are changed and I show them that verb chart, they're like, oh, we've been doing this all along. Now we're just learning why. And I've literally had kids exclaim that out loud in class when I teach them verb conjugations. It's so easy for their brain, and they're like, this is easy. So basically, as a whole class, they each have a copy of the textbook activities. I don't do all of them. Um, so in the workbook pages, I basically scanned them into my computer, and I like used the snipping tool to take screenshots of the activities that I felt were more worthwhile. Um, and then we just spend you know, 15, 20 minutes, and we work through some of the activities together as a class. If I come across a certain concept where I feel like the students are really, really having a hard time with it, I will just pull more of those traditional textbook activities um, because that's all they need is that practice, right? I mean, that's their conscious learning working. That's kind of a different system than the acquisition. And don't expect them to acquire those things because we're not working towards acquisition when we're doing old school grammar and vocabulary. But if your goal is to make them um, feel prepared and feel like... They've seen these things before, and sorry if you hear my kitten meowing in the background. I just got home from work, and he's he's been lonely all day. Um, even when, I think back to when I used to teach with a textbook. My students wouldn't remember the things that we did in Unit 1 at the end of the year. Only when we did our, like, you know, two weeks of review leading up to the Spanish final did they remember those things. So... I try to keep that in the back of my head, too, that the kids that are in traditional Spanish 1, the kids who love school and love memorization and are good at grammar and are grammar nerds, like me, um, they're going to remember most of those things because that's how their brain works. That's how they thrive. You know, the conditions are right for them to learn those things and to memorize them. But those kids that, you know, maybe... They don't learn so well that way, and they need that more natural acquisition-focused instruction. Those kids aren't going to remember it whether you teach it to them or the high school Spanish 1 teacher was teaching it to them. I literally, the whole reason why I ended up on this journey and becoming interested in other methods of 
trying to teach a language to my students was because I got so fed up with them not remembering. Like, we just took a vocabulary quiz on this yesterday, and now we're reading this little dialogue, and you don't remember what it means, and I was so frustrated. So I just try to remember, hey, that's what that Spanish one teacher is encountering. I don't want to hurt the student's morale, but this is also a good opportunity for them to see kind of what these Spanish courses are going to be like at the high school level. And maybe some of them are going to choose to retake Spanish one because that's what's easiest and best for them to set them up for success. So I literally do two things for the vocabulary. I give them access to Quizlet sets. I also um, put them all in one document, all the links to the Quizlet sets and give those to parents for over the summer in case they want their students to or their students want to practice. That way they can't blame me that they didn't have the resources. Number two, we'll play GimKit in class with those words so that it's lower pressure um, exposure to those vocabulary terms. Like, honestly, why do they need to know suitcase in the first unit when they're talking about like greetings and goodbyes and like where people are from? Literally, the like there's a category of words in the textbook that's like other words and phrases. If you can't categorize these or put them into context, like what the heck is going on here, textbook company? So I just try to remember what it was like to teach this way, remember the struggle and frustrations I had. In fact, maybe some of you saw it, but in it's gone now, but in one of the world language teacher groups, there was a, um, a Spanish teacher that came on there just to complain that a bunch of us weren't doing our jobs right because kids didn't know numbers higher than 10. Okay, like... Even when I would teach the kids and have them memorize them and we'd play like, like guess the number on the whiteboards, like they still didn't always remember those numbers higher than 10. They're pretty darn good with 1 through 30 because guess what? We talk about the calendar a lot and all those things. How often, you know, maybe through 60 because of telling time, but sometimes if you teach them the, the subtraction way, they don't even always get any higher than 30. So like, I don't know. You know, I just, at the end of the day... I want my students to feel successful, to feel empowered, to feel loved, to feel cared for, which is why the majority of my class is focused on personalized, student-centered instruction with lots and lots of comprehensible input. But in order for them to feel successful and in order for them to feel empowered, I also need to get them ready for those students that are moving on to the high school level. So that's why I don't assess them on it. However, we do the practice together from the workbooks in class. And then we do the vocabulary practice as well. They love the games. Gamifying the vocabulary practice is the best. You could literally spend, you know, five to ten minutes at the end of every Friday doing vocab from the textbook. You know, maybe do one unit each month. Um, or do it more frequent than that if you want to. Have it as the way you warm up for class. You know, maybe they walk in, they sign into a gym kit. Especially if you have block, if you have longer classes, you could probably spend, you know, 10, 15 minutes each day on this. Um, whereas I have 45-minute periods, so it's easier for me to just say, okay, you know, for 30 minutes on Friday, this is what we're going to do. We'll start by stating the objective, doing our calendar check-in, doing our free choice reading, and then we'll go on to this textbook practice. Um but I really do try to separate this content because there are two separate systems in the student's brain. The acquired competence is where the natural language acquisition takes place, and that's what we're teaching to the majority of the time. And then the conscious learning um, is the learned competence that is a separate, a separate part of the brain that's doing something else. That's the memorization part of their brain. Like I literally told my students that 
you know, sometimes when we go through these high school things, Spanish is going to feel a little bit like math sometimes. And some of them were like, ooh, and really excited about it. And I know those are the kids that are going to get it right because I had a math brain. That's why I love grammar. It was like a math equation. Like I literally had equations written out for how to write double object pronoun sentences in Spanish. And so I know those kids are going to thrive. But I'm not going to, you know, punish the kids that that doesn't come natural to by assessing them on these things. Um, so I hope that's helpful. I know I kind of random ram, rambled off there and went in some tangents, but that's what I do. I take a little bit of time each week. My goal, you know, is to kind of hit, for the most part, one unit per month. And then during May, I'm going to kind of go back and we'll kind of review some of the things and prepare for the, for the word off. So if you're interested in the word off, I will make a separate podcast episode about that. And I hope that you find this a little bit helpful. And it also encourages you to keep doing what you're doing. Because it's too hard, honestly, to try to purposefully, like some things lend themselves well to being angled to input really easily, right? Like the unit on Sarah and describing people, so easy to turn a lot of that into input. But I know I hit that anyway in cycle one, phase three. The unit when we're talking, you know, the unit on different activities, you know, in different sports, we cover that in cycle one, phase two, when we talk about um, the different sports that kids like to do. So I know we're hitting on a lot of these things, but we're just not hitting them in the same order as the textbook, which is why I don't try to mesh them together. I just say, okay, today is a textbook practice day, or we're going to do two activities from the workbook as our warm up, and then we'll go into our normal daily framework. So I hope that's helpful. Um, Let me know if you have more questions. You're not alone in this struggle. And honestly, I mean, my students do really well for the most part in Spanish too. I had actually two students come back and visit me um, who were in Spanish too last year. And I asked them, is there anything I could have done better to prepare you for high school Spanish? And this one particular student had really only had me for like one full year of CI. She had had some like intro to Spanish, like exploratory classes in her sixth and seventh grade at another school that was a little more traditional. But she had one year of CI, and I asked her that. I said, because I really, I want to continue to do best by you guys. And she said, no. And I said, are you sure? And she said, no, there's nothing you could have done better to prepare me for high school. So I feel pretty confident that for my situation that this is working, and I'm literally using the textbook the high school uses. So I'm making sure that they're exposed to very similar things. So I hope this helps. Keep me posted, and we'll keep doing the best we can for our kids so that they're getting the acquisition they desire. We're still preparing them so that they're not scared when they see a conjugation chart and that they can find that success in that next level if that's what they desire.